0: This is episode 56 of Bella in Your Business.
1: Welcome to Bella in Your Business, where Bella will discuss anything and everything about your pet sitting business to help you land on target. So get ready, Bella's got your shoot. Let's jump.
0: Welcome to another episode of Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Vasta, your host, and today I have Lane with me. Lane and I actually met at a local conference where it just felt about everything there was lit up by the Holy Spirit. It was an electrifying time leading to electrifying relationships. Lane and I have only known each other a few short weeks, but after meeting her once, she was someone I was drawn to, and I just knew that I had to have her on the podcast for you all. Lane is a best-selling author and a communication strategist, specializing in helping six- and seven-figure entrepreneurs uncover hidden profits and potential fast. Her superpower is saying what your customers and clients really need to hear and getting the results you want as quickly as possible. She calls it getting in the hashtag fast lane. Get it? Her name, Fast. (laughs) Lane is here today to talk to us about the messaging we project to the world about our business and how we can become even more laser sharp focused when landing the exact kind of people we want. Lane, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much. And when I sent over my bio, I thought I didn't add in my two dogs because (laughs) since this is a friendly show, I figured I should mention them as well. I have a Yorkie poo named Bogey, and we have a Shih Tzu pug mix named Zeus.
0: I love it. And you know what? You just gave me the most fantastic idea. It took me like 50 plus episodes to realize I should ask all my guests what kind of pets they have.
1: Oh, yeah, that's fun. (laughs) So great
0: idea. Thanks for sharing that. I'm so
1: So, excited to be here.
0: For sure. So why don't you fill in the gaps a little bit and just kind of tell us a little bit about how you became doing what you do and exactly Mm -hmm. what it is that you do and then we can get into the crux of it all.
1: Sure. So I have been a writer my whole life, and that has taken different formats over time. I was a journalist for many years. I was in marketing communications for a company. I was in agency public relations. I had my own online business actually in the scrapbooking niche where I approached storytelling from a different angle. And then about two years ago, I wanted to do something completely different. And people had always asked me, gosh, you do such a good job communicating with your audience. You know, it was one of those things where people always ask me about it. And I would just do it for friends. And then I thought, Jeez, you know what, I would love to work with businesses in this manner. So what I really do is help businesses tell their story in a way that their audience isn't actually going to resonate with them. So that's kind of what I do now.
0: I love it. And you are fresh off of Blog Her conference, too, being a panelist there, too. So, yeah, girl, you get around. And uh. I, I just want our <laughs> listeners to know that you're not some girl off the street. You kind of know your stuff and you're in the fast lane. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> so tell me, I mean, you've kind of been around the block. So tell us what mistakes do you see small businesses making on their websites?
1: Mm, there are a lot. But what I want to focus on today is really the idea of telling a story that your audience wants to hear versus telling your story that you want everybody to listen to. And there's a difference there. And if you think about it in terms of, you know, I've got kids, I know you've got little Olivia and When they say, tell me a story, they don't want you to sit down and tell them the story of like necessarily how the West was won or, you know, (laughs) like the tea party or unless you can put it in a way that they're going to really enjoy it. So you always have to be mindful of your audience. You can't just have the story that you've created in a vacuum and then you go with your bullhorn and start blaring it at people. Mm -hmm. And that's actually what I see a lot of people doing, not just on their websites, but on social media. They've come up with this story that they think is capital T, the capital S story of their business. And it falls flat because they're not thinking about who's receiving, who is on the receiving end. So that's one of the biggest mistakes I see people make is just that announcement versus trying to think about the audience, how they wanna communicate with them,
0: what's the most important takeaway they want them to have and what is the mindset of the listener. That is impressive. I love that. And what I just heard you also say is that it's not just a singular thing it's something that translates to Facebook, to the front page of your website. Maybe you could tell stories on your services page that it's not just the same story over and over and over and over again. Is that what you're kind of saying?
1: Yeah, well, it can be. What I like to do with businesses is we actually drill down into their messaging, which I think we're probably going to talk about in a little bit. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of the broad, the umbrella story of who they are and what they do. Mm -hmm. But underneath that, they also have to think about the context in which their story is appearing. For instance, you can't just take the same thing that you might publish on your blog and put it on Instagram or put it on Facebook and expect people to respond in the same way. It might be the same overarching theme, but you have to adapt that for the audience and in what mindset they're in when they are going to be receiving that story or that message.
0: I love it. That's so powerful. So listeners, listen up, hear what Lane's saying, because this is so true. And I think that we try to just replicate it off the same platform all the time and think, why don't people care? <laughs> so how can we correct the issues? How can we make that different?
1: So one of the big things is what we were just talking about is thinking about the mindset people are in when you are reaching out to them versus them coming to you. So if I do a Google search on pet sitter, for instance, I might find a dozen websites that I can visit and I'm actually seeking out that information. So I'm in an information receptive mode. I have a problem and I'm looking for a solution. I'm not just wasting time and randomly going on Google and typing in pet sitter Arizona to see what comes up. I actually have a need. So that is a much different mindset than reaching out to somebody who's scrolling through Facebook and in between the posts of, you know, the latest meme about, you know, Game of Thrones and the (laughs) test on which – Peanuts character, you are, and (laughs) their friend's new baby, you're trying to reach out to them. That's more disruptive. So, you have to realize that in that environment, they're going to receive your information very differently. I'm not going to go on Facebook and start scrolling looking for a pet sitter or a dock walker. Mm -hmm. I might go on Facebook and post and say, Does anybody know one? But if I'm just looking through my feed, I'm not looking for what you're offering. Nine times out of 10, or even I would say 99 out of a hundred or even more. So it's a different way to convey your message to people. You have to be more mindful of the environment in which that message is appearing. You have to be more disruptive, not in a rude and nasty, unpleasant way like a telemarketer, but give them something unexpected from a business. You don't want them, their first thought to be She's trying to sell me something when someone's on social media, you want them to be in that same relaxed mindset. I'm catching up with my high school friends. I'm seeing the cute pictures of the babies and the monkeys at the zoo Mm -hmm. who are doing crazy things. And, oh, there's a cute picture of, you know, a dog or a cat or whatever. What's that? You're inciting curiosity. And that's completely different than somebody who's going on, I'm going out of town this weekend. I need a pet sitter to watch my dog for the next three days.
0: Mm, it's just so good, Lane. I want all our listeners to rewind the last like five minutes there and re-listen to that because that is so powerful. And it's powerful because if you think about it, it's really simple. It's very simple. It's kind of like a slap your forehead moment. It's like, <laughs> well, Duh. But like, because we are all in that position, not only are we the business owner, but we all, you know, what do you go on Facebook for? You go on Facebook for like a mindless entertainment and kind of a peep show sometimes, see what other people are up to, to be entertained, you know? And it's like, how can you play into that? And I think that's really interesting because if we start thinking of it that way, as opposed to, I am Googling Scottsdale Pet Sitter because I am seeking information and I'm looking to be, you know, drawn in and I'm looking to get something specific. That is so powerful. So you talked a lot about messaging just now. So what is messaging?
1: So messaging, if you think about branding and people, when they typically, when they talk about branding, they immediately think of, okay, what colors am I going to use? What's my logo going to be? What's it going to look like? To me, that is a part of branding, it's visual branding. Messaging is like communications branding. It's it's the same sort of thing, like what is the message you're going to consistently send out to your audience? And again, there's an umbrella message, kind of a high level message that you want them to pick up on. But then there can be sub messages or pillars underneath that as well. Let me say also messaging helps you distinguish yourself from everybody else who's in your niche. So you don't want to be treated as a commodity. And earlier today, I was looking at I just Googled pet sitting dog walking websites to see what kind of things people were putting out there. And a lot of times they're presenting themselves as a commodity. Mm -hmm. Like I will walk your dog five times a week. I will watch your pet overnight. What I wanted to see is somebody who specializes in sick dogs, like older dogs with health issues, or somebody who specializes in in in-home pet sitting, or I guess most pet sitting would be in-home, but not always. Mm -hmm. I wanted to see somebody who specializes in maybe certain breeds or large dogs or active dogs, because my dogs are not generic dogs. So I would love to find somebody locally who said, I specialize in, like one of our dogs is very anxious. So mm-hmm. it specializes in, in shy dogs or anxious dogs, or I specialize in puppies, or I specialize in houses that have more than one dog or whatever it is. But I want to go on somebody's site and feel like it was written for me. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes people feel like their best bet is to appeal to everybody. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, they make themselves a commodity. So messaging is a tool that helps you scope out your particular market niche. And also that lets you command higher prices. So the messaging itself
0: <laughs> is at that, girlfriend. Yes, exactly. Because
1: <laughs> exactly. I'll pay more for the person who says, I specialize in small breed dogs who have anxiety issues. I'd be like, that's my dog. You know, mm-hmm. right there. Whereas somebody else who's got three golden labs who are very active, they get to a site that says, I specialize in large breed active dogs, you know, who want to play. I mean, it's just completely different. Just like there's different kinds of babysitters. I wouldn't pick just any babysitter to watch my kids. I'm not going to pick any dog sitter or pet walker or whatever. I'm not going to pick that service provider just generically, like whichever one comes first. Mm -hmm. So make it so you're not a commodity and then you can stake out and own your particular area of the market. So the messaging is a tool to do that by defining who you are, what the value is that you provide and that audience that you provide it to.
0: So that was, I'm going to put this in the show notes. That was, say that again, that was the value that you provide. The
1: market that you provide it to. Uh And just what what makes you unique within that market. I have a free messaging worksheet that people can download and kind of work through this because if they've never thought about it this way before, they might think, okay, how really am I different? And you might think, okay, maybe I watch reptiles. I mean, (laughs) reptiles need love too. Maybe I watch small... Furry animals, maybe yeah. I watch you know cockatoos and and you know whatever it is.
0: You I really love that.
1: Have some element of you that's unique. You might be the person that can respond at the last minute, mm-hmm. you might be the person who is willing to take dogs on five mile walks in our hundred plus degree heat. Here, there's something about you that's special, and this worksheet will help you identify that because it helps you put out what I call a beacon or a mating call even to our <laughs> audience. So they respond to it and they say, that's who I've been looking for my whole life.
0: Yes. you. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. And I actually have a lot more brainstorming, but I have to take a quick break. So when we come back, we're going to continue on with about this messaging thing. We'll be right back. Want to get yourself or your staff pet first aid CPR certified, but don't know how gone are the days of having to take off a day of work just to go sit in a classroom take it online pro pet hero is a veterinarian trained program given in modules that test your knowledge of the material at the end of each section pro pet hero can even give you a certificate to show all your clients and post it on your website imagine future clients being drawn to you because of your extensive knowledge sign up today www.jumpconsulting.net forward slash cpr that's jumpconsulting.net forward slash cpr Use coupon code CPR-PETSITTER for 10% off. And I'm here with Lane from the Fast Lane. <laughs> and we are breaking it down. Lane, we were just talking about messaging. And you were talking about we have to figure out you know, unique services. And I wonder, could this also be a message of solving problems like do you work long hours and you can't get your dog at home? Is that Mm -hmm. different than what you're saying or that's along the same lines? That's
1: that's really the next step because once you define who you are, the value provide and who you provide that to, you can turn it around and say, okay, I really love doing doggy daycare during the day for dogs who are otherwise gonna be at home alone or pets, Mm -hmm. let's broaden it. It could be pets who are home alone. So I Mm -hmm. really love doing that. So who is that gonna appeal to? It's gonna appeal to working, Pet moms and pet dads. Right. So, okay, what is their biggest concern going to be? It's going to be, oh, your dog is home alone. He's lonely. She's bored. They're getting into trouble. You feel like you're not a good pet parent. Those are the yes, pain. The points. guilt. Yeah, exactly. Guilt. Those are the pain points that are going to drive somebody to sign up for your services or hire you. And I have heard you say before that, you know, this is a luxury that most pet parents are opting for this because it's not a must have in most cases. It's a nice to have or a want to have. Mm -hmm. So the more you can tap into that pain, the more it's going to resonate with them. And the pain that somebody has over working and leaving their pet at home today is going to be different for somebody who's got a puppy Mm -hmm. to somebody who's got an older dog or cat to somebody who's got maybe multiple dogs or cats, you have to think about it because this right. isn't my specialty, but I know- I have some ideas. Listening. Yes, their brains are probably round. So the
0: people that are listening right now, because I think the biggest mind block that's coming up and you can say right on Bella is you're like, but what makes me unique? You know, Because <laughs> the thing is, is that we never want to look like everyone else's website. So taking what Lane's saying, downloading what's going to be in the show notes, the messaging document. Here are some other things you actually have an extreme advantage to my listeners because I know my listeners are like the cream of the crop lane. Mm -hmm. And they're not just the, let me copy everyone next door because everyone else in our industry typically copies and says the same exact dang thing. (laughs) You, it's so much easier for you to do it. So, so many companies now have scheduling software so something like that where you don't have to go call someone and get a call back and then do you have the schedule and do you know that Fluffy gets one scoop or two scoops or this and all this back and forth and waiting for a call back and did you get my message and phone tag and I want to solve my problem now, but I got to take a voicemail or did you get my email? All this crap, okay? Yep, yep. Online scheduling is something I don't see any pet sitters ever have that as a message. Like, we're as easy to sign up with us as 123. We're as easy to book or to update your information or with your pets. And people want to see this because we have the Rovers of the world popping up. A lot of professional pet sitters are starting to freak out about Rover. Mm -hmm. And this is one way, you know, Rover unfortunately has a $25 million ad campaign that is saturating the market and letting people know, hey, it's this easy to get a dog walker. Well, if us as professional pet sitters aren't also saying that it's this easy to get a professional dog walker, that's one way. Another way I always encourage, and I would love to see people on lane, I'd love for you to jump in, is on your services page, you talked about commodity. I've always said two things. One, get rid of your prices and get rid of your time. Don't go $25 for 30 minutes. Say it's unlimited time, of course, within like a little bit of a reason, like a 20 to 40 minute, but basically take away that time thing and put in, I'm going to give your dog love and take your guilt away. Mm -hmm. Not, I'm going to give your dog 30 minutes and you're going to pay me $20, you know? right? And in your services page, if you can break it down, you know, you might have a day visit, but a day visit might mean five things. It might mean a cat sit. It might mean a puppy sit. It might mean a vacation dog sit. It might mean a dog walk, or it might mean a daily visit. Those are five different types of services that you provide, but you're doing yourself a disservice if you just say day visits or pet sitting, because you're not messaging to that person who's got a puppy, who's maybe you can do an anxious one, like Lane was saying, you know, so. Oh, Lane, I'm so excited for them to download your messaging document. (laughs) All right. We got to keep moving here because we could talk forever, but I need to keep it going. So is this something that only big, I think we kind of answered this, big businesses should be concerned with? I don't think so. No,
1: not at all. In fact, I think smaller businesses have a huge advantage. Yes. Of course, I'm not an expert in the pet world. But I've done enough research to understand what you're talking about. You're doing great so far. And I (laughs)
0: want my listeners to know that you've done your homework. Guys, this woman is so incredible that she started listening to all my podcasts before she came on the show to make sure she had a good enough understanding of who we all were. So just for that, you guys have got to go check her out. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Thank you. But I totally understand what you mean when you're saying Rover. It's that commoditized thing where... They're not going to be able to necessarily address the heat in Arizona. Like, you know, you're going to be the one who's going to put the little booties on the dog's feet and make sure the pavement is safe for them to walk on or take them to a grassy area. You know, Mm -hmm. you're going to be the one who's going to pay attention to all those little things. If you're in a colder area, you're going to do they need a jacket or Mm -hmm. whatever it might be. You might be the one who, hey, I don't just take them on a walk. I take them on, you know, like a walk and then I follow it up with an aromatherapy (laughs) massage or whatever it is.
0: Expanding the territory as they mark their territory and expanding your kingdom trail.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Or, you know, you're going to take them on a hike or you're going to take them to the dog parker. You're going to provide that customized service. That doesn't mean you do it for every client in a different way. You might have a subset of clients that this is what you do. I love taking dogs on hikes. And so if your dog loves to hike, this is what I'm going to do with them. Or maybe your dog doesn't like to be around other dogs. So I'm going to make sure I take them to a place where they're free to run around and they don't have to worry about running into other dogs or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Yeah figure out your secret sauce is what I like to call it. And then you just play that up. And it's even going to touch the people who might not necessarily want the hiking thing, but they love the idea that you care so much about what you're doing, that you're willing to take the dog on a hike or take them to, you know, give them the aromatherapy or whatever it might be. Yes. Um, These are babies that, that, I mean, just like I'm going to pick I mean, think about that. Think of just Google all the different kinds of babysitting there is out there. Mm -hmm. There's babysitting for older kids, special needs kids, kids Mm -hmm. who need to speak in Chinese because they want a (laughs) second language. There's kids who are, you know, it's Lego kids. There's, I mean, there's everything. Yes. The same should be true for your pet sitters and dog walkers.
0: Talk to us about taking this, like I call it 360. Mm-hmm. So we have this message on our website, and I'm thinking services page, you know, and we want to show people what we do a lot because let's face it, it's kind of cute, warm, and fuzzy, you know? Yeah. Yep. So, what would you think about doubling up on this messaging by, all right, maybe we had the guts enough to go do a Facebook Live. Mm -hmm. about this dog walk we were doing. And we told a quick story about who the dog was, how long we've had it, what the dog's favorite thing is, what we like about the dog. Mm -hmm. Then we took that link to the Facebook Live and we put it under the services of dog walking on our website and said, hey, you want to see what that looks like? We're taking that message and now bringing it to life and saying, I'm not just going to tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to show it to you too so you can see. And yep, you can, it's social proof in a way, you know?
1: Yep. I love that. I love yep. that. And the more you can bring it to life for people, the more they're going to resonate with it. Because totally. you're not just telling them, you are showing them. Yes. And one of the things I see people do is they try to do too much on their website, mm-hmm. especially on that landing page. Yes. And so... When I come in, you know, you got to think about, okay, if I'm looking for, you know, what are people Googling to get to your site? Is it pet sitting Philadelphia? Is it pet sitting Ohio or what, whatever it might be? Then what would be the first thing they'd want to know? Probably something about trust, like, you know, a testimonial right up there at the top with a happy owner and a happy pet saying, mm-hmm. we love Bella because she takes care of my feet or whatever, whatever <laughs> it might be. I don't know what it is, but yeah. what you know, something that speaks to your trust, right. the fact that you've got clients. I know I can always you. get an yeah. immediate
0: response from whoever it is, you know, right. or I love being able to book a trip exactly. at 11 PM at night when I decide I want to go to Vegas last minute. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. something that shows you guys how you're helping your community. And I can't stress enough right now, how many people do not talk about their scheduling software. Mm-hmm. And I want you guys to start playing that up. I used to have on my website, it's as easy as one, two, three with three paw prints. And it was like one sign up two, put in your information, three, oh wait, you're done. It's that easy. I love it. And it was just showing people like, because the next thing is always, okay, great website. I like it, but now I have to wait, you know? And if you have GPS, a lot of pet sitters lane have GPS. Oh, very cool. And they can, you know, send a message to the client. They can see where the people walk or they can see what time they check in and check out. So it takes away that worry of, are you going to be there? Yep. And different people run it differently. So this isn't going to be a one shoe fits everywhere but you know generally speaking so you guys if you don't hear how excited we are I think you're dead (laughs) (laughs) because this is an exciting exciting topic I think we answered this one too but do you have anything else to add to how do small business owners differentiate themselves through messaging like I think we've given lots of examples but what would be an example of a bad messaging like what shouldn't we be doing maybe on Facebook or on our website
1: sometimes what we do is we speak from our point of view and we assume that everybody knows everything already. And you know, I've heard you speak about this on your podcast before that we have to educate our audience, Yes, whether it's 10 things to look for before you board your pet or the difference between this and that, or, you know, whatever that might be, but being willing to educate them a little bit and realize that this might be the first time they've ever looked for a pet sitter or a professional in your field. And as a result, they're going to need little bit of education. If you jump right in and using jargon or terms that they're not familiar with, or just basically shouting about the services you provide, it's not very friendly for them to come in. It's like you're the tour guide when they get to your website. You want to take them by the hand and lead them through the information they need to get to the result you want, which is either to sign up for your email list, or book, or call, or whatever that mm-hmm. call to action is. Know that, and then. Think about where they are when they come in and take them by the hand and lead them through that. Don't just throw a ton of information out there and expect them to sort through it to find the information they want from you.
0: I love that. So if I'm a pet sitter, what I'm hearing is my front page should be easy readable not read like a book, but like scannable more Mm -hmm. so. And because we have pets, we need to be showing more than telling. Mm -hmm. And some really great calls to actions, giving them choices, I think like schedule now or learn what more services we have or see the services that we provide or Mm -hmm. see how we can like help solve your problems and keep giving them those options. I see a lot of websites that read like a book or everything shoved in the first fold and there's nothing else. And it's just very like, you're not really sure where to go. And I just want to encourage people to messaging and this branding and everything that we're talking about today really does go into your website. So a lot of websites these days, they're scrolling because that's what we do on Facebook. That's what we do on Pinterest. Lane's website is a great example, by the way, of what it is to be. I love your website because there's a lot of white space. It's very clean, but it also gets you kind of excited. Less is more. You say it's more important than I think saying it in one to two sentences than 10 Mm -hmm. and being concise because if you can pick the exact right words and not sound like Pet Sitters International, we turn the blinds for the lived-in look, there's no travel trauma. <laughs> they, there's this industry standards lane that these organizations pump out and these pet sitters put it on their page. And, and what they're doing, and this is another point we should make, they're selling the industry. They're not selling themselves.
1: Mm, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you want not only to sell the industry as a whole, because of course you care about, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of concerns. I've been listening to the IRS in particular, <laughs> some yeah, the auditing and all that stuff. So there's some stuff that you're going to, but when I come to your page, I don't want to be educated on pet sitting in general. I want to know why you're the expert and why I should hire you. Yes. I love it.
0: I love it so much. Lane, tell everyone how they can reach you and Mm -hmm. also that messaging document.
1: Yes. So the messaging document is just a, I think it's two pages that you can download, print out and just fill out. You might want to get together with a friend or someone who knows your business and brainstorm with them. That's always really fun to do too, but it just leads you through some questions. So you can start thinking if you haven't thought this way before, who you really want to serve and why and how you do that differently than what other people do, because you are not a commodity. I guarantee it. So my website is fastlane.com and lane is spelled L-A-I-N. So it's fast dot com, And I think you're going to link up that document yes. in the show notes so they don't even have to worry about that. They can just come over to the... Totally.
0: The if you're listening, it's fastlane.com backslash messaging DL for download. So you could also remember that too if you want, but it'll definitely be in the show notes. Lane, I think that you are exemplary at... Proving your point, talking the talk, walking the walk, because as we have had this whole conversation, like I told my listeners, you did your research on us and you applied all of this messaging knowledge directly to our industry. You didn't speak about it in general, you know, to apply to every business, you spoke about how to apply it to us pet sitters and dog walkers. So thank you, my friend. You thank are you. so welcome. <laughs> thank you for your time on here. Y'all have to download that. You just have to. There's there's no ifs, ands, or buts <laughs> about it. It's free. <laughs> I want you to message us back and let us know how you liked the download and um, tell us your thoughts. Go ahead and post back wherever you found this podcast link. I put it everywhere, but go ahead and give us your feedback. We'd love it. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Bella in Your Business. Please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher so we can always keep showing up on your device with our newest episode. And remember to always keep jumping.
1: Thanks for jumping with Bella in Your Business. For more information, free articles, free coaching sessions, and more, go to jumpconsulting.net. And remember, Bella's got your shoot.